welcome to your backup plan. This is our live show today. Um, I'm Tina again, and I'm here from your backup plan app. I am the creator and the developer of your backup plan. I'm a best-selling author in the blink of an eye, just like that. Things happen that quickly that you don't think will. It just, just like in the blink of an eye, in a snap of your fingers, everybody always says, that's what happened, Tina, just like that. And it does just like that. I am a financial advisor and an emergency preparedness coach, and I'm so happy to have you here today. Our show is going to be incredible. If you are familiar with MSA, if you are familiar at all with that disease, it's a terminally ill disease, and I'm so excited to have our previous guest. Our show is um, from last year as well, uh, that we talked to Daisy. Her name is Daisy Page, and she is um, she is a best-selling, well, she has a first book, Unexpected Moments, and her next book just published yesterday called Heaven's Gate. And I'm so excited to have her on our show today from beautiful Texas. So let's get the party started. Um, we are on all podcast platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest, everywhere. You can find us everywhere. And I'm so happy to bring you this show today. Um, please like right down here in the bottom here corner. Please like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you already haven't. I'd love to have you over here and uh, love to have new subscribers. So please, you know, if you would like to um, subscribe to our channel, we'd love to have you. That being said, if this video could help someone that you know and that you're close to, please share it with them. I'm sure that just like all our other shows of grief and loss and hospice and death and all sorts of shows that we do on our channel, we talk about real life stories with really amazing people on our shows about their life-changing events and their tragedies and the traumas, the sickness and accidents. And that's just like today. In the blink of an eye, everything happens very quickly. Something life-changing, something unexpected to you. And there's sometimes not even a five-minute evacuation notice, sometimes no time at all, before you can able to make those right decisions and those right emotional, uh, have those right emotions and the right mental state of mind to make those decisions. Because you're, I always say your brain just disappears in trauma and tragedy. It just literally just leaves. It just goes. And then you it almost, I guess your body does that on purpose to help you. And, uh, but sometimes you'd like to have it like a dial where you can turn it up and down so that you can, uh, you know, be able to think properly. So that being said, I'm so happy to have you guys on our show today. What is beyond heaven's gate? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with a small commercial break. We're back. You found us back here again. Thank you. And that was your sponsor, your backup plan app. And you can find it on Amazon, YouTube, uh, iTunes, and Google Play for downloading 
I'm so happy to have Daisy Page with us today, our special guest from Texas, what is beyond Heaven's Gate, struggling with MSA, and she'll go into more detail about this. We had a previous uh, show last year. I'll link it down below for any recap we're going to do today, but any specific details we are going to make sure that, that it's in the description box there for you guys. So that let's bring on Daisy. I'm so happy to have her here today. Hey, Daisy. Hey, Tina. I'm so, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. I'm so glad to be back on your show again. Oh, that's awesome. And like you said, March is MSA month. And why not talk about it, right? So where did all of this start for you, Daisy? We we did do a more detailed version of the video previously, but I wanted to kind of do a recap for everybody to bring us up to date. Um, well, back in 2018, I started noticing I was having some mobility issues, you know, I was uh, tripping over my own feet more often, so to speak, and Does it to... happen, does that happen for your legs then? Is that where it kind of usually starts? Yeah, Is... I think for the most people that I've talked to, well, that have the MSAP, now you know there's two different kinds, so there's the MSAC, so I have the P, obviously, because they thought I had Parkinson's for a while. Oh, okay. Are they kind mm -hmm. of a family with Parkinson's then? It is a type of Parkinsonism. Um, many, most of the people that have the MSAP do get diagnosed with Parkinson's because that's how closely related will say that they are. Oh, okay. But, but your, yeah. your previous life that you had, you know, 20 years prior to 2008 probably had a lot to do with it, do you think? You know, I had heard the mention, or my doctor mentioned, what they call pretzel leg, where you kind of sit with your legs, you know, like so. And I did that. And then watching TV as a kid, with your legs back behind you, so to speak. I did that too. And it kind of worries me because my son did that too. Oh. But they say they're, they're not genetic. Um, even though I have heard of families having them. Mm -hmm. But um, I say, I just kept tripping over my own feet and went to one neurologist and he said, why does she walk like that to my husband? My husband goes, I don't know, you're the doctor, you tell me. <laughs> and, um, and and do you think, did was he able to diagnose this right away then? No. He sent me to another neurologist. And that neurologist, it was... Um, it was when COVID started, and so, you know, not many people were going anywhere. He saw me once, I think, in in person, and then he saw me once in a video. Oh. First, 
time he saw me, he gave me Simonet. Um, I'm not probably pronouncing that right because I'm from Texas. <laughs> but, That's okay. Uh, you have the Texas game on the end. The Bacarvadopa. Oh, was. okay. And all it did was make me throw up all day long. Oh. It was, it was, I dreaded taking it because I knew it was going to make me sick. Yeah. So when I got back on the video with him, he said, well, you're delirious. I don't know what this is. Besides, you're delirious. And he referred me to a movement disorder specialist. Well, that movement movement order specialist would not see me because he read his notes and he agreed with him that I was delirious. So then I went to see a doctor that was like three hours from me. And he works in uh, medical science. And he spent maybe five minutes with me and said, you don't have Parkinson's. You have MSA. And I said, oh, then you can fix me? MSO, did you say? Yeah, MSA. MSA. He said, I said, so you can fix me? He goes, no, I'm sorry. There's no cure for MSA. And he explained to me that it was, you know, a gener degenerative disease. And that, oh, um, it starts with their autonomic system. They start shutting down, you know, things that you don't think about. As far as our circulatory system, um, breathing, bowels, urinary tract, all that is affected by it. So, basically, your body falls apart. Right, slowly. Yes. But well, isn't that sweet? Gradually, um, rapidly, too, you have spurts of, of losing some, some things rapidly. And I have hit so many rapid you know, progressions so many times. Yeah. Did you find that it went in spurts then? Where it did. Some yeah, I'd be fine if I was able to go to my water therapy. I I would be okay for a while, and then it would hit me again. And it's be it's like being hit with a truck by by a truck by by a semi, you know. Every time, it's awful. I've uh, lost my ability to walk now. So I was, you know, walking with the walker or I was going a wheelchair long distances, you know, but oh, good. Now, now my couch is three feet from my bed and I can't even get into my bed from my couch. Oh, so, um, but you are getting for the water activity so that you can move your legs and get some movement, right? Yeah, keep the quality of life. Easy motion in the water. Um, so it's so easy. It's just like I can, I even take it like like a pool noodle, 
and, and just run in the water. It was so such a great feeling. You know, it makes you feel like how how they used to feel. Mm -hmm. You can imagine what little kids feel like then in the water. Yeah, I can walk again. I can run again. You know, it's yeah. such a great feeling, and I haven't been able to go since January four. And you had a terrible episode with that too in January. Yeah, that's that's lost my life. I had a superior catheter surgery where the catheter is put directly into the abdomen so you can clamp it off or, and put the hose in the bag and you're able to get in the pool that way. Well, he, um, the doctor is supposed to be the one to change the first catheter out. Yeah. And she allowed her nurse to do so and her nurse missed the bladder. And so But no one knew that. No at the time. But they were like, We didn't get your sample from you after we changed it. So after they changed it they well it's not I sat up there and drank some water for a while. Nothing's coming out here, take the CUA cup home. And when you can get something in it, bring it back to us. Well, Tina, this, there should always be something coming out of the tube. So I don't know how they didn't know it, but I got home about an hour or so later, and I was feeling like I was so bloated and oh. so full. And I went to um, urgent care center. Immediately, they did the CAT scan, and she had missed the bladder. So they were going to replace it for me. And uh, with this superior catheter surgery to begin with, they put a wall, like a little hammock, I like to call it, between the bladder and the um, abdomen wall. Um, so they were going to help me, and they, they went through that little hammock and they tried to it back in and I had internal bleeding and I have a UTI so I had urine going through my body could have turned septic oh yeah it's toxic stuff they were giving me Dilaudid for pain and I was going to come off the table it was worse than having babies and kidney stones it was the worst pain I've ever felt my whole life yeah no but I gave it to London. I, my oxygen level went down to 70. Oh, dear. I told my husband, I want my mom. And so she came up there. She's a nurse. And she was rubbing on my chest. And I'm like, what? Breathe. Breathe. Do we forget? Yeah. I wonder if we forget to breathe. I don't know what goes on there, but... What's well, so I don't know, it's sort of something you don't think about. But the respiratory system is one of the systems that that do shut down, unfortunately, within the same. Yeah. And that's what ultimately leads to death. I guess you'd have oxygen then for before, I would assume, if that happens. Yes. 
Most definitely. Oh dear. I guess Parkinson's is kind of the same because your body shuts down for that as well. Yes. I think the only difference really is you you you're supposed to keep your mind with MSA. I don't know. Oh. My mind was but but yeah. You're supposed to Well your mind is fine because you just wrote a book. I did. That's amazing. You're leaving a true legacy behind. And that is the whole plan in it. Sparky. Yes. And this book that I just wrote, um, I did it all on my own. I wrote it. I edited it. I formatted it. And I published it all on my own. That's a lot of work in between being sick. It me busy. Yeah, it did. I guess it kept you focused on something else. Yeah. Now I don't know what I'm going to do, but some people that have read Beyond Heaven's Gates are like, write another one. I'm like, no, there's nothing to write about anymore. <laughs> so what brought you to write? Uh, let's talk about your first book, Unexpected Moments. Where did that where did you come up with that one for, for that story? With unexpected moments, um, I was sexually, physically, and emotionally abused as a child and as a young adult. And I wanted people to know that were being abused, that they could get help. There are people out there that will support you. I did not have the support because my parents didn't believe me. Well, my father didn't believe me. My, my mom didn't know anything about it. I just recently found that out. I um, think it was your story where you, I, I, I still remember the part where you had gotten pregnant and you didn't want to tell your dad. Yeah, he was a, a sheriff's officer. And I wanted to get pregnant because I wanted to get out of the house because I was abused at home too. But I was scared to tell my father I was pregnant because he had his, I don't know why I told him what I did because he still had his holsters and his, his gun and his holster. And he took that holster off and threw it across the room. Oh dear. Yeah, I guess you should have told him when he didn't have it on. <laughs> yeah, I should have waited. But, I mean, we got home at the same time. And so he's like, call me Sugar right now. Sugar, when did the doctor say? And I said, I had to say, Daddy, I'm not sick. I'm, pre I'm not pregnant. I'm sick. Yes. I'm not sick. I'm pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I told you I was a little off today. That's okay. Um, you're not I'm sick. Not you're pregnant because you had been being sick. Yeah. And he's like, whose is it? Whose is his father? And I told him and he knew about it. And that he wasn't a very good person. Oh, so dear. he there is going across the room. Which is scary because one of them could have went off and 
and shot one of us. Yeah. But yeah, my life's mostly been about abuse and um, I tried to go to the army, but I blew my knee out, so I had to get out. And now I have three grown children that I couldn't be more proud of. Well, we'll three. Say two. We'll say two now. I have one daughter that lives in the same town here with me, but I haven't seen her since July. Oh, no. She thinks if she can't see me and my downfall, my illness, that I'm not sick and that I'm not going to die. She just can't bear be a part of it. Oh, well... I think she's going to regret it. Well, her her father died in 2016. She didn't talk to him either. She regretted it. When her grandmother died, she didn't go see her. Because she thought, if I don't see it, I don't believe it. And she died, she regretted it. So I tried talking her out of it. You know, why do you want to do this with our time? Why are you yeah. do this to yourself? And she, all she said to me was some very hateful things. She, she just said, our circle is finished. Or you're not my circle anymore. Um, not on social media, no telephone calls, no text, no messaging, no nothing. She's very scared, isn't she? She has a lot of fear. Yeah, but I'm the one that has the heart. Well, of course. You're like me. The hearts. She was mine. You know, she she was with me from birth till she was 18. She never left. I went and lived with her dad like her other sister and brother did. Oh, okay. You had three. Yeah. And she... She... Now she, she's gone to me. Uh, or she has gone to me. And she so lives she, right in the same area. She does. And my other one was my caretaker for a little bit. But I fired her. <laughs> she um, has a full-time job at Walmart. She's had it for 15 years. And I, I told her it was just being too much on her. Yeah. She's 32, so I told her. It's not fair to her. No. See, you need to laugh. Yeah. So, I'll see and, your, her. and your son is in the military, you said? He is. He's going to be stationed an hour and a half for me, so that's wonderful. I haven't seen him, but maybe two times in five years. Wow. Where has he been lately? Was he deployed somewhere? He was in Nebraska. Oh, just in Nebraska. But before that, he was in Alaska. Oh, wow. 
and them to buy. So he's been around and mom's missed him. Yes. That's awesome that he's coming closer. He's actually going to live with me and travel back and forth to work. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, until I can find a place in halfway, maybe. That's nice. I think I needed a son, too. (laughs) Those daughters of ours, they're just something, aren't they? He's so sweet. He's just the sweetest thing. Yeah. Is he married in the military, or...? No, he just has a girlfriend. He doesn't have the what? He just has a girlfriend. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That's awesome. He called me the other night, and he broke down and broke my heart. Uh Uh-oh. He was supposed to come March 1st, but they extended his stay until May. And he, um, he said, I said, David, are you okay? And he didn't say anything. I knew he wasn't. Yeah. Funny how we know, isn't it? Uh-huh. He, so what is, what's, what's wrong, son? So I'm depressed. I'm not myself lately. Yeah. He said, I've lost everyone. In three years, he's lost his grandma, his aunt, his uncle, and a couple years before that, he lost his grandpa. Now his other aunt, the only family member to his dad, has breast cancer. Oh. And mom is terminally ill. So, I just wanted to reach that phone and give them a big hug. That's right. Just be able to sit beside each other. Right? He can't wait till he can cook for me. Oh, cool. That's going to be awesome. The little things. It is the little things. Um, so, going into this book... How did it, how did you figure that you were going to go this direction with it, with having MSA? I, after my diagnosis, I started having dreams and visions of heaven. Of course, God told me before I met Kirk Cameron, remember Kirk Cameron? Backstage. Yeah, he forwarded my other book. Um, Unexpected Moments. But before I wrote Unexpected Moments, God told me I didn't have much time. And I needed to tell my story from the beginning. And so that's what I did with Unexpected Moments. And it started at the beginning, too. Yes, which is in the description box. I'll I'll make sure I put the other book, the first book on there as well. Oh, I'm, re- I'm republishing it. Okay. So I put it on Amazon as well. It's just 
taking me a little time. Yeah. But you started this other one, was, I think, last year when, when you were kind of really working hard on it. And, and you just published it this month. Yeah, it's taking a little longer because after I talk about the visions that God's given me, which are, you know, I'll give one thing away. It's the throne room. I've seen the throne room. The thorn room. The throne. The throne. Or the like kings and queens sit. You know? Oh, that sit on those thrones? That yeah. big chair, you mean? Where the elders are. Oh, okay. Um, it's beautiful. And it, it, it is absolutely beautiful. I haven't seen Jesus. I haven't seen God. I've seen Jesus by his profile. And I know it was him. He was reading to children under a beautiful tree. But yes, the shores are golden. And <coughs> pardon me. Yeah, have a drink. I'm. I will too. I'll join you. He should cheers. <laughs> um. But I see the throne room and the golden shores, you know. Um, I'm not going to give too much away. But it was And how did that make you feel when you saw it, Daisy? So peaceful. It's just because so, I can walk in all these places. And mm -hmm. I don't hurt, you know. All my joints hurt. Um, I... I I feel so happy I get to, to do all these things again. Yeah. You get to eat as much as you want. And you don't get full. And anyway, after these visions that I write, I think there's about six or so. Um, my story is unexpected. Mom, moments continues. And so I continue with expected moments. Oh, okay. It's, it's monthly, so that's what took so long about it, you know. Uh -huh. And and then that, of course, the publishing, editing. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to tell everybody that it's uh, that that's the book there. That's uh, what is beyond heaven's gate. That's her second book. And her first book, I'll, I will link it down below as well. Um, Unexpected Moments, as, as Daisy had mentioned. And if anybody hasn't seen Daisy's story that's in Unexpected Moments, and we did the show last year, Daisy, it is an unbelievable background that you have. I, It was like watching a movie, literally, because like every... Every few years, there was just another thing that happened and another thing that happened. And it was just like, when is it going to end? <laughs> the whole thing with it is, I feel like I did. I got cheated out of life. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you had a weird sense of life for sure. I mean, it, it really doesn't compare to anybody. I Well, I'm sure it does. And that's why you're here talking about it and sharing it. But I feel like I was cheated out of all the happy moments. And yeah. Yes, I've had a good husband for 13 years now. But we didn't get to travel like we planned. Yeah. But you have each other. Yeah. uh, I keep telling him you didn't sign up for this, but he always says, yes, I did. (laughs) So tell him that's his part. She didn't say this in himself. Um, So, in case no one knows, you did get married to your new husband now, what, about 13 years ago? Yeah. Did you already know him? I can't remember. We've known each other for 44 years. Oh, wow. So you went to school together, did you? Yeah, I was five years old. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Amazing. And an easier transition for the kids too. Yes. But but no, I wish I could have had a better, happier life because it seems like you know, we were just getting started to where we were gonna start traveling and doing things. And then this happened. Yes. Every year, right every four and a half years, something tragic. Yeah. Or some sort of trauma that happened. In 2007, I nearly lost my life when I had my head fractured school by one of my exes. Yeah. So, and I was hoping that this would become a movie, especially since Kirk Cameron did the board so that I could see it before I go. That's right. That's the plan, right? That's the plan. It'll be a nice plan. Yeah. So Kirk, if you're listening, get on with it. Yeah, exactly. Hurry up. Chop, chop. Let's get on this movie because it's like a never-ending story. <laughs> it's and like a Barney then- song, isn't it? Yeah. I remember oh that song playing in my head constantly for like the first ten years of childhood oh, with the kids. My gosh. As a mother and it's the song that never ends. It just goes yes. on and on, my friends. You're so right. <laughs> but I really don't this time I I don't feel like I have much longer. I know I said that before, but my work was incomplete. Now it is complete. My son wants to come home before I go. So, and I'm ready. Well, it's like dementia, you know, because you can see the person deteriorating. And I think they know too. Yeah. I really think they do. I, I do too. 
my husband, of course, he's the one that's in heaven. I don't know. But I have a couple caretakers come over and give him some time to go to the grocery store or just run errands. And yeah. they can help. They tell me, you know, you're worse than you were last week. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. And I surprised you and I said, I think you're better than you were last year. You did. Well, I guess life goes like that, though. You just, you really don't know. No. And unexpected, I mean, beyond heaven's gates, we'll give people glint. We need to bring <laughs> the Lord back into the country. You know? Yes. Christianity is not seen much here anymore. Oh, really? And like Kirk Cameron, I wish I could be one that could go around, you know, telling everybody. So I will do it beyond heaven's gates and I'll let them know there, there's a real heaven. There's life after here. And I want to be there. Yes. Well, my family. But well, I'm the, tired. Good, the good thing is that you know what you are to expect. Because yeah. you see. And you're not scared of it. No. I've seen. My real mom died when I was a baby. And I've seen her. My husband. That died. And my father. And I meant to say her husband, my father. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. My dad is there. My grandparents are there. All my relatives that have gone on before me. Yeah. And I want to be there with them. Well, that that has to be a good thing to, to know that you feel comfort. Right? Because I think yeah. the scaredness of going, not like... What is beyond that gate? I think that's what we fear. The only thing I fear now, Tina, is all this pain. You know, like the pain of the bladder surgery. Um, not going bad. Yeah. I don't, don't want to be in pain when I go. Yeah. I want to be asleep peacefully. I just don't want, I'm scared of, um, I'm, in, I'm in fear of that pain. Especially if it's anything like that last pain, because that was the worst pain I've ever had in my life. When it was something that wasn't that drastic of a surgery to do, you know, and it to go bad. Yeah, outpatient surgery. And it's been, I had the surgery January 5th. I had I went to go get the new catheter replaced um, February 8th, and I have not heard from this doctor at all. Why did I think that I wasn't going to cry on your show? Remind me, because yeah. I'm, I'm not going to cry, I thought to myself. <laughs> and you cried last time, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh.
Tina. But I joined you, and I know it's it's a sad story. <laughs> it is, and you cry when you read the book. Did you read the book? No, I. Uh, it was. It's just trying to get over Christmas. So, I probably should read somebody else's story to it always makes you feel better about your own life <laughs> it, it does it really does but now you have two of three exactly i can read them back to back there you go <laughs> i have to get my order i have to get my order in oh dear 10 percent of all the proceeds Go to support MSA. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about MSA because like in a timeline of it started with your legs and then what does it do? When what happens? Um, you found your legs and, and stuff at first? Hold on just a second. Oh, gosh. I don't want to lose you. My battery's going dead. Are you able to plug it in? Now my nose is all plugged. Yeah, I can. I can. Oh, dear. Oh, that's better. Whew. While you're doing that, I'm going to get everybody to um, subscribe down below. Where Don't forget to hit that like bell, that little like icon there, so that um, it helps us with YouTube and the algorithm so that it gets in front of more people. So everybody take a deep breath. Ooh, it's quite the story. Yeah. Quite the story, Daisy. And um, I, I, I don't think that we know oh, enough no. about MSA, so it would be nice to know what people go through, I guess. Oh, mm. Are you there? That's just what my neurologist Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can, yeah. You're back. There we go. Um, when, um, you know, um, slight pressure, circulations really the first major symptom. This is oh, it circulation in your legs. Blood pressure. Blood yeah, pressure goes up. up. Yeah. And pass out. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, it's going in and out there for a second, but I think you're back. Um, the blood pressure drops. Okay. When you stand up, so it can cause you, you know, pass out. A lot of times when people start having problems breathing, I'm starting to know that. I've been sighing a lot and I'm talking or whatever and my husband thinks I'm huffing. I'm actually sighing. So it's hard to breathe. To, yes, trying to gasp for that breath. Okay. And then of course your body starts shutting down. And I tell you, I'll go one day out before I had bladder surgery. And now I'm a permanent catheter. But one day I stand up and I would just pee myself and pee for one day I'd wake up and I couldn't go at all. Oh. So I just never knew what I was in for. It was one way or the other. There was no in between. Oh. Now I'm having trouble with bowels. Um, people, and I do, when I'm tired, I, I start losing my voice. I can't speak. Oh, that's why I have speech therapist. She helps me out with that. So it's gotten better since I've had her. Oh, good. Did you find it helpful? Uh, yeah, she has me do some opera kind of singing. Oh, really? And but that's helping. And then now I have PT at home and occupational therapy at home. But the physical therapist, I think he's doing me more harm than good. So I'm going to have to tell him he's going to have to tone down just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you're swimming. Yeah. I want you're... to swim back. I miss it. I really do. I miss that. I well, like hopefully you can get back to that. That'd be nice. I hope so, too. Choking. Do you find anything with your brain, then? Does it do anything with your brain at all? Um, you don't have, like, dementia or anything like that with it. It's one of the disease that you get to keep your mind or what mind you have um it's your other parts yeah and i'm i get choked a lot um so that's one of the things that the speech therapist is supposed to help they get choked on my peels all the time i can't eat sometimes without getting choked um so one thing they like to do is the feeding too but I don't want that. I yeah. did my pastures and I, I said, I don't want any artificial life. I don't want anybody to bring me back when I go because it's my time. Yeah. I'm going home. Let me go. Where I can yeah. walk again. And have fun. 
Yeah. I got two um, kids up there that I want to be with too. Oh, cool. Um, what do you think is beyond Heaven's Gate? Well, I know it's beyond Heaven's Gate. And it is the most beautiful place there is. It's so indescribable. There's like statues and fountains everywhere. There's golden paths. Meadows. Um, flowers. Yes, gardens. And there's one part of my dream that I'm, I'm walking through this beautiful garden. I get to the end and there's the golden shores. And then I look to my left. That's where I see Jesus reading to the children. And I want to go over there and listen to the story too. I start walking over there and I hit an invisible wall. Couldn't go past it. So I turn around and I see some of my family in a boat fishing. And I hollered out to them, hey, hey. They never heard me. So I just turned around and left through the beautiful flower garden. And I ended up back in my room. So that's why I'm, I'm one of those where was it a dream or was it a vision? You know? Yeah. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I want to go back there. It is a peaceful place, that's for sure. It is. And my memo was up there. And she told me, You come home and I'll make you all the chocolate pies you want. Oh, that's enticing. I loved my mom's cousin. My cousin used to fight over them every time she made the leftovers. You know. Aren't they the yeah. best? The chocolate cream pies? Yes. The banana, banana cream pie. Coconut cream pie. Um, of all the good stuff. Yeah. What kind of um, final message would you like to give, Daisy, to everybody? Other than make sure we have your links down below for the books. But what would you like to tell people? I would just like to say, I think I said this earlier because it's something that I wish I would have done is don't take life for granted. You never know when a minute from now, an hour, a day, a week, a year will bring. You know, like you said earlier, in the blink of the night can all change. It can be taken away from you. Enjoy being able to walk. Don't take that for granted. Stop and smell the roses. Let that the roses let that be alive, you know. I use that as this analogy. Yes. A stop and smell the roses is Take time. Take time, exactly. Slow down. The world's already going way too fast. It sure is. Do you have any regrets, do you think? 
I wish I had been a better mom. That you could what? Been, have been a better mom. Oh, well, don't we all? <laughs> all I ever wanted when I was growing up was a family, a true family. And I never got that. Yeah. But you do now. I wanted my own husband and kids. Just normal family. Yeah. I didn't have one growing up, you know, so I wanted to have one. That's the one thing I didn't get out of the life that I have. A great husband. Yes. He didn't ever have any children. So I regret that for him. Right. I'm but sure I he's happy. I want to be happier and I want him to have a lot, but I know he will say he's not going to be happy without me. I tell him all the time he's not getting to live. I'm taking that from him. <sighs> tell him being a burden. You know. Oh, jeez. Why did I ask that question? <laughs> You knew what you were going to get, didn't you? <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. I do it to myself. And to you, apparently. Oh, jeez. Well, oh, that world. yeah. I hope that, uh, that your other video that you specified more in detail about your growing up years. Um, in, parts of it you cry and parts of it you laugh and um, that's what I enjoyed about it most was the crying and the laughing um, but let us see your books again before we, we head off the laughing part came from the kids of course Yeah, kids are funny here is uh, There's your first one. one. My daughter painted the cover. That's amazing. And this is my second. Your second one, which is called What is Beyond Heaven's Gate? Or is it Heaven's Gate? It's um, Beyond Heaven's Gate. Beyond, beyond Heaven's Gate. And I have the link down below for everybody as well. This is a beautiful cover, I think. It's got the gates and then got clouds and everything. and a little bit of heaven on the side. There we go. That's beautiful. That was well thought out, that one. Well, well that was a beautiful final message. Thank you, Daisy. And um if anybody wants to reach out to Daisy, she's on Instagram and Facebook, and her links are down below as well. And her previous video will also be linked down below for everybody. And, yeah, um, I want to say we'll have you back on when uh, when you 
get a little bit further and perhaps you get your other first book republished. That would be awesome to do another one with you. Okay. So let's 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 all pray for that one. I think it would be beautiful. These were the gates that I saw in my vision. They were exactly like this too. Oh cool. That's beautiful. Everybody, I think everybody knows that there are these gates that we have to cross through this portal of some sort. Uh, so you you depicted that really well on the on the cover. That's cool. So thank you everybody for coming on our show. I'm uh, thrilled to have Daisy back again because I haven't cried for a while, and it's always such a good story with Daisy. Um, full of heartfelt thoughts and messages uh, from everybody. Um, we are not Superman. We act like we are because nothing's going to happen. But as you know, that's far from the truth. We can look at the last five years. So much has gone on in the last five years around the world. Shootings in the schools. Shootings in the streets. Work accidents. Car accidents, overdoses, the pandemic, not to mention the crazy wars and natural disasters, wildfires, floods, hurricanes. And uh, so if you are thinking about that special someone right now while you're listening to our show and you haven't said that you love them today, please reach out to them. have to breathe okay and not to mention while you're breathing churches you know some there have been shootings in churches people can't go out and worship like they want to anymore yeah Church, the congregation is so small after pandemic know. right yes and, yeah and they'll change and never go yeah. back. No, it's a strange, strange thing what it did to everywhere. Like medical system's not the same. The stores aren't the same. The restaurants aren't the same. Um, and everything. Suicide. Yeah. More than yeah. Mental more health than. problems. It's crazy. Craziness. So if you're thinking about that special someone right now, please reach out to them and call them, text them whatever it takes, but don't forget to tell them how much you love and care about them because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Um, and as Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan till you get punched in the mouth. And I did forget to mention, but we, Daisy and I have had many conversations about getting prepared. And I know she's been doing that for the last few years. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very happy for her to be able to do all these things that you want to get done. And we always end, I'm going to blow my nose, and then we can end our show. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for having me back on. Oh, it's you're welcome. Oh, it was all my pleasure. Uh, <clears throat> Okay.
That feels better when I can breathe out of my nose again. I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before you know it, comes the time we have to say so long. So long, everybody. Thank you, Daisy, for coming on. Thank you for having me, Tina. You're very welcome. Thank you. And thank you, listeners, for coming on our show. I'd love to have you. Till next week. See you soon. Bye for now. Stay safe. Be kind. <laughs>